welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey, and I'm joined this afternoon by a, a guy who plays in a lot of different projects, a lot of noisy uh, rock uh, stuff, especially. Uh, he plays in the bands Beaker, Zor, uh, Bees Churger. Uh, he has a project, Baby Shit Sandwiches. Uh, he's... Um, in the past, he was with Poison Darts. Um, yeah, he and his solo thing, Gabraham Drinking. Um, he, he does a lot of, uh, plays a lot of music. Uh, so I'm excited to talk to him just a little bit more about what he does and why he does it. Uh, thank you for joining me, Gabe Fritz. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Um, Hi, Ben. <laughs> how... Um, how are you doing today, Gabe? Uh, I'm good. I'm just waking up. Just you uh, really you stay, do you stay up really late? Um, yeah, I'm usually up to like four or five, just doing shit, just listening to music, watching Simpsons. Just kind of a very long wind down routine that I can't seem to shorten. Well. We are living through a hellscape right now, so I, I don't really blame you. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Gabe, what are you what are you drinking over there? Uh, screwdriver with uh, New Amsterdam pineapple vodka and probably a week over expired orange juice. <laughs> a nice cleanse going. Nice. I like how. Uh, I like how it's in like a potion. <laughs> it's in a potion glass. Filling flask. This is uh, the closest I can get to doing anything with music right now because my hands all fucked up from work. Uh, so I'm using the, the beaker boiling flask that I use live. Nice. Well, hey, whatever floats your boat, my friend. Um, <laughs> yeah, so Gabe, what we talk about on Mr. Nice Guy, we talk love and fear, passion and creativity. And um, so we've been uh, connected for a little while and um, have t it took us a long time, but we're finally here to do this podcast. Oh, yeah. And um, are you are you a River Wester? I live in Grafton, but I pretty much hang out in River West. I mean, like, I that's not true. I, I hang out all over the place I, I don't really like that i'm from grafton but um yeah i would like to consider myself more milwaukee but it's just not true i, I wish it was well i know like i imagine you probably um spilled a lot of beer in a lot of river west basements though right oh, yes, absolutely yeah or rather pick the cans up so they wouldn't spill fully <laughs> I was, I was, I'm the I'm the beer lever. I accidentally leave all the beers on the counter when I open them, and then at the end of the night, there's fucking seven or eight just cans with like three sips taken out of them. Oh man, that's 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 the worst, man. I would uh, you would be on my shit list normally if for doing that. I'm getting better. Okay, <laughs> I don't know what it is. That the one non-Wisconsin thing about my whole thing, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I just like, 
I remember like when um, I used to throw parties in college, like that was the worst part about cleaning up was like having to dump all of the like barely sipped PBRs. Uh, yeah. You know, it's, it comes with the territory though. Yeah. What's yeah. your beer? What's your beer of choice though? Um, PBR hams, uh, rolling rock. Um, I like Jenny cream ale. Okay. It's, like, it's from New York. It's this, I th- Actually, I'm going to go get one real quick. Hold up. Oh, wait. You Genesee or whatever it's called? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those are good. Those are actually pretty fucking good. Yeah. I had a friend from New York who she used to drink those. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm a, I'm mostly a Hams or Natter Days guy these days. Okay. Yeah, um, I always see with the with the Hams in the videos. Yeah, well, it's just so economical, man. And like right. it's like pretty it's not like yeah. people shit hams a lot, but like it's up, it's right on the same tier with PBR. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the same exact thing, just in a different <laughs> much. I much prefer that than like a Bud Light, which is like a more commercially acceptable beer. Right. I, I don't like right. anything Budweiser. I'm Mellow Light, Hams, Natterdays. It's usually what I drink these days. But, yeah, I'm, anything that's light, you're just kind of lying. <laughs> yeah. light. That's about it. Or uh, or tequila. I started drinking more tequila during Ooh. quarantine. Yeah. Shit. I'm a whiskey guy. I like um, uh, rye. I like Jack Daniels rye. They're, that's like the most... If you're getting into rye, just start with that and then fucking knob creek has like this 115 proof rye that's just ridiculous and it's like i love that bite at the end wow <laughs> wow that's that sounds rugged <laughs> when we hang out in person one day we have a lot of drinking to do oh hell yeah oh yeah and absinthe too never <laughs> never tried absinthe i think it's all right it's really good yeah, that's the stuff where if you drink too much of it, you see shit, right? Um, American stuff is like not that because it, you know, America you can't have the nice things, right? That's like true. Drugs, but <laughs> that's a good point. Um, sure. That's a good well, taste. well, we could talk alcohol all day, but let's talk a little bit about music. So. Gabe, you said you're from Grafton. Um, So tell me a little bit about like, kind of like what you grew up listening to, like uh, what, 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 um, and how would it eventually lead to you starting to play music yourself? Um, I grew up with um, the Beatles, Led Zeppelin, Sabbath, ACDC was an a giant influence on me for um, just watching as like a toddler and in kindergarten and shit. I started playing guitar when I could hold it. I picked up my dad's um, Yamaha Strat and just started plunking around on it at like age three and then just 
um, started actually starting to learn songs in like second or third grade. Um, the first album that I learned front to back was Back in Black. And then I started from ACDC when we finally got a family computer when I was in like fifth grade. We got, I, I was on YouTube watching ACDC stuff. And then I found death metal because Six Feet Under did a cover of ACDC. Okay. And then it was just like, I think it was like the live at Wacken open air or something of them covering TNT. And that's, that just absolutely floored me. Like I was just like, it was just all downhill from there. And that's like fifth grade on, I just was into like six feet under, Slipknot, Lamb of God, you know, the, the generic, well, not generic. I don't want to say generic because those, those guys have done so much for me musically, but like the, the starter metal for death metal and like Cannibal Corpse was a huge thing for me in like middle school. Uh, I would bring, uh, shoplifted uh bluetooth speakers that i got from shopco nice. so they can't they can't they can't do anything about it now <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i would just like hook them all together with like y splitters and just bring it all to school and just like blast like cannibal corpse and slipknot down the halls and just get everybody the fuck away from me yeah <laughs> um yeah, and it's it's like a yuppie town, so like nobody's in like there's there were like ten kids in the whole school into metal. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. I didn't. I never really stopped playing guitar once I started. There, a lot of people ask, like, how how do you get so proficient and i'm like i'm not but you you just don't stop once you start um this whole week right now like from last sunday to now has been hell for me because i can't play guitar mm-hmm. yeah. i there was one other time that i couldn't and it was for like six months when i got ran over by a short bus and that's a true story <laughs> oh um oh, shit so- dude. <laughs> that that kind of halted everything for like a whole summer but that's why I started playing bass because I could I could like grab onto the G with um just like and just kind of use my shoulder to like kind of hit just kind of cheat but that's how I started really getting into bass and that's how I started uh that's how I got into my first band um uh, it's called cozy island there's no like there might be like three or four videos online but that was just um it was more of like pop punk um some sappy shit in there too but like it was really fun we played like we played quarters we played gasoline and de pere and um this uh this art school gymnasium 
in Grafton called the North Shore Academy of the Arts, which is super cool because I, um, I actually worked for the lady who owns it at a different location as like just doing like random odd jobs around it. Um, and Paula has been nothing but good to me over the years. I will, I actually booked a 4th of July show there this, this last 4th of July. And that was really cool to like, um, you know, reconnect with somebody I hadn't seen and worked for in like years and years. But um, yeah, that, so Cozy Island did that for me. And then uh, I left that band and I was in uh, Mount Crestmore Collective, which basically was just, I, I had a very minimal input in that band at all. I just recorded it and put it out, put it out. I put it out on CD and um, they, uh, two of them moved and they're train hopping kids. So they like, you know, they bounced and then they came back like three times, like total. <laughs> so I didn't, I uh, lost connection with them kind of, but I'm, we still kind of talk sometimes. Um, but yeah, that was, those were like recorded under a bridge folk punk um, done by, uh, you know, where pick and save is over on North. I live right around the corner from it. Oh, really? Nice. I know, yes. the, I know um, the exact spot you're talking about because I go on walks through there, like under the trail, right. like all the hey. time. Yeah. That's very folk punk-ish. Yeah, there's, there's a stump that's over there that, like, I went there, like, two years ago um just to like revisit it yeah like it was covered in fucking needles <laughs> but there was this one stump that max painted that was still like still hadn't eroded and so it was i think it's like some weird like uh quill ink so it like stained all the way down like a, a probably like a few centimeters down on from the top of it it was really cool it was like the the ink that you use for stick and pokes oh yeah yeah sure all right i think it like the cap broke on it so max just like painted a whole stump with it it was cool i should go check that out and see if it's still there <laughs> yeah yeah that'd be cool <laughs> um hopefully it's not frozen right now oh well i mean in the spring <laughs> yeah right <laughs> yeah well it's a pretty nice day out today yeah uh, and by nice i mean it's about 36 degrees out today yeah it's a fucking heat wave dude yeah dude it's like shorts weather <laughs> <laughs> um well that's that's dope um are you uh like are you still like in high school at this point when this happened um that's right after i dropped out so yeah like uh I think it was like 18, 17 or 18 when Mount Crossmore happened. Okay, cool. That was cool. Um, that was, no, 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 no. It was right. Um, I was 19 and it was right after I got the, uh, the money from the crash because I 
like sued the well i was out of commission for like a whole like i think six or eight months total so like we were in the process of getting a settlement from the uh the bus company and I walked away with about 34 grand and pissed it away in five months. But during that five months, we created the Mount Crossmore album and the Meth Face EP. And it was just pizza, steel reserves, and just shitty folk punk in a sleeping bag for a while. And that was, that was really cool. It was like, we would go to Brady Street and like, busk for beer money even though i had like a bunch of money in the bank it would still like it, it was fun it was just a really cool experience and then it got really cold and then we went back home <laughs> steel reserves man 211 never remember <laughs> um what would be the next project after that for you um I want to say Beaker. Tell me about Beaker. Beaker is fun. I really enjoy playing in Beaker. It's like, I mean, I play guitar and backup vocals for that. And it's just like, there's, there's not, there's not a lot of um, structure to it. Like there's structure, but like all of the songs are, um, they're made so whoever's playing them can put their own spin on it. It's like a very, there's, how do I put this? There's, it's not just one genre, like it's, it's punk. And then there's like some funk shit in it. And then there's like some parts of the stuff we write that's more proggy. Um, we try to be more creative than just a 4-4 a D-beat punk band um so there's and everything is under this um lab coat umbrella of just like science themed so it's like i don't know it it is a shtick but it's like fun it's just really fun i don't know it's there's a lot of we've played a lot of places in in and around wisconsin and every time it's fun and as soon as it stops being fun then i know that it's time to quit but I don't see that happening at, at at any point in time. Yeah. As you would with anything. If it's not fun yeah. anymore, you don't do it anymore. Uh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, well, that's dope. I look forward to hearing more from you guys. Um, yeah, we actually have a, an uh, album that we recorded in 12 hours. We wrote and recorded 12 songs in 12 hours. And we just have to f fucking do the vocals the we recorded it on a four track uh yamaha tape deck and the fourth track i blew out because i fucking put the wrong output into it so it like fried the jack so i have to bounce it down and do blah 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 yeah it's it's well, not gonna it's it's gonna be soon it's called jank just because, yeah. Well, I'll be sitting right here wa waiting for it to come out. So. All right, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
uh yeah whenever it traps it traps you know um that's the thing about quarantine is like i don't really expect anything from anyone right now like it's kind right. of just like if, if it, it happens when it happens right right um tell me about zor zor is fucking killer they're they've been around for like four years now and they've already like i think they toured over in the uk or europe or somewhere that those guys are some of the most just down-to-earth no-nonsense people ever like even like being in a room with them, if you're not talking about something interesting, they'll just completely ignore you and go to the other guy. And so it's, <laughs> it's really cool. Like, yeah. Oh, so with you. <laughs> it's, it's very, it's bizarre. And then um, they they bark at each other a lot when um, when deciding how many times something is played. And it's just, it's really fun. It's just a very, um, you feel like you're in a in a bar with them wherever you are with them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's, it sounds like you laugh a lot when you're with yeah. them. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm just, all I do, <laughs> most of the time when we're not playing, when we're, when we're at practice, I'm just sitting in the corner just like, chuckling just like <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. you're just like you're like beavis or some shit yeah, like <laughs> yeah. yeah brandon is so so talented he's in like seven bands he's in pig's blood i forget all the other ones because yeah i forgot but he's in Pig's Blood, and that's really cool. That's a cool band. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're they're really cool. They're you can tell like they're seasoned, like they've been doing this for how long they've been doing it. Mm -hmm. Just in their other bands that they were in. And I was I, I still am a super fanboy. Like I am still giddy every time I go to practice with them. Yeah. Um the drummer just had a kid, so we haven't practiced in like almost three weeks now. Mm. But yeah, it's there's a few new songs that are just a little different than what we what they have out already. Um, I really I'm just honored to be part of it. It's just so I don't want to say it's a, a step up from what I've been doing, but like it's it's a band that. I've always wanted to be part of that style. Yeah. Um, just like there's there's Beaker where it's not all DB punk or pop punk or whatever, but then there's Zor is just not all DB, but mostly DB. And I don't know, I'm been into a lot of DB <laughs> lately. Yeah. So. No kidding. <laughs> um, baby shit sandwiches. So this, this project, um, so I actually listened to your most recent record, a little bit of it at least, um, before this, to kind of like get the idea, you know, of like what you're doing. And um, you, 
So you, you uh, record a lot of music for this band. Um, you've done like what, like 50 albums or something? 50 right now, yeah. 50, yeah. Yep. Um, kind of interesting. So this is like, this is your like brainchild project. Like this is y- your thing. Um, it's me and Nixie. Me and okay. Nixie's thing. Okay. Um, so he, he and I met during the Mount Crossmore days at a house party and just hit it off right off the bat. I had my acoustic bass and we were just taking turns like drumming on the table and playing the bass and just like, it was awesome. And then um, <clears throat> his band Clover played at my 21st birthday party and I had no clue that he was in that band. Hmm. And so I was like, oh, dude, dude, hell yeah, dude, it's you, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. So that was really cool. And then we lost touch again. And then Russ hit me up to play in Poison Darts. Or no, no, I, I hit Russ up because he posted this meme about getting into a record label and, like, how far would you go to get into a record label? Then it's like a small dog sticking its nose in another big dog's butt oh yeah you know things that dogs feel right yeah so yeah <laughs> so the um i hit him up i was like i'm trying to look to start up a new band and i was wondering if you knew anybody who'd be down and so he hooked me up with nixie who he it was his roommate at the time and then um so I got, I got to the thing, and he was like, "Can I throw down some guitar on it?" And I'm like, "Sure, why not?" And lo and behold, it's Nick C. And I was like, "Oh wait, you're the dude from, wait, you know, <laughs> yeah, that happens yeah. a lot. That that it's it's like we're in the perfect like uh, scene for that right. to happen a lot, you know." Yeah, it's real tight knit. Yeah, small, small city, small walkie, as they call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, and this is like a lot of like sludgy noise. Um, so, Absolutely. how do you like, how do you kind of go into each album that you record for this project? Like, it's improv, then we chop it up. Um, how it was when before. Uh, before Maddie joined and while she was in the band it was just go to the heap get drunk press record and then after that split up the recording into like two or three tracks and title it and then just put it on Bandcamp so we would have the first album were actually structured songs that I had written um, that we never added vocals to. And then Sonic Fuckery Part 2 was the real Genesis track of Baby Shit Sandwiches that is um, at the end of it. And it, it's just, no, no, it's Flicking Boogers at Cops. That was the one. And then we got 
What a great pastime to do, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the next recording, the next recording we did for a split with Tony Montana is uh, the recording is called Dissolving Cops Bodies in a Barrel of Sulfuric Acid. Oh, yeah. So, right. So just you know, went that's from just... that cops right to that. And it's just, you know, as you do. Sometimes you just feel like doing that. Yeah. <laughs> so a whole a whole lot of anti-cop, anti-censorship, anti-government, um, just shit, really. Just shooting the shit, just making a bunch of noise. And that's pretty much all we did. And then the, one of the, the purposes of Baby Shit Sandwiches when we started out was to get kicked out of every show we ever played and just to get like basically to make everybody leave the room oh yeah just how bad it is <laughs> and eventually that kind of changed but not really i still kind of like to keep that like really shitty rough edge thing like we've never rehearsed past like doing the Spongebob theme song at the start of shows and like, anyway, the, yeah, Baby Shit Sandwiches has gone through a few iterations. It, I like to think this is like chapter three of it because um, it started out with Russ and then we added Maddie. And so that's like chapter two. And then um, I had a falling out with Maddie and Russ and it was just kind of like the whole, thing kind of cascaded down and then it was just me and Nixie and then we started doing like shorter grind tunes that are still improv but then uh Benny Funk from Sheboygan he's in um Dorothy's Worst and Napoleon's Bony Parts and he he filled in on vocals in Chicago for us at Chicago Punk Picnic that was Dude, that was a real. I used to hate Chicago, just because the only times I was I was there was like a really shit experience, just like being in a Greyhound station and shit like that. But as soon as I played a show in Chicago, I, dude, my whole like perspective on it flipped, and bands like Battle Royale and Insult to Injury. Um, fucking the band, it, just like bands like that, and like these jam bands that are everywhere. Like every punk show has a jam band at the end, and it's just super cool. Yeah, and it's like so much talent and passion, and they love their scene down there too. Like South Chicago punk scene, um, Southside Rich is like. You know how Josh Verichek does Punk Fest? Yeah. It's like Josh Verichek on steroids in South Chicago. And like Southside Rich is super cool. He he has this like a kombucha club. It's his house and like it's also a venue and he's got like a sick setup where there's like cameras and like it's a live stream thing too. Um so I really want to go there like at least once with all my bands and just like yeah. party with them. And it there's so and like 
he can get people that show up with two hours notice and get like the whole house packed. It's just insane. Yeah, that's pretty network yeah. genius. Yeah, that's a pretty like must be like a pretty like devoted scene down there. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, who came up with that name? Baby Rust. shit. Oh, okay. Russ did. Um, it was uh, an homage to I think a dead milkman song. Wait, no, not dead milkman. Um, maybe dead, dead milkman. I'm not sure, but it, a song called Magnolia Caboose Baby Shit, and it's an instrumental song. I have heard it like three times total, and have no clue what it sounds like. <laughs> but uh, that was the inspiration behind the band name. Oh, good yeah. luck on your next uh, your next release. <laughs> Yeah, well, we're actually, um, that album is getting pressed in Russia on Glass Jelly Souffle Records, and so we're getting a couple copies of that sent here, and then uh, it's really cool, actually, let me, I have it right here, um, so this is how the, um, the, rec the tapes for that record label come, they're paper sleeves with, like, these really, really cool like book on tape, recycled tapes. And I I had my friend Dennis translate this. On the bottom, it just says audio or sound. Okay, yeah. So it's just like very, it, it looks very Soviet. Tight. <laughs> cool. So like, yeah, I and we're actually going to Russia in two years. We gave a, a wide berth on the, oh, fuck. I'll do it later. Give a wide berth on the um, uh, preparation thing for that. Um, I saw in Bandcamp you were talking yeah, about. It's, I am super stoked. It's going to be uh, Moscow, some cities, and then St. Petersburg at the end. That'd be really Probably fun. Two week tour. That's super cool. Well, it's a while from now, but I hope you have fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're all still standing by then. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> um, so then tell me about uh, Bees Churger, this new project with Ron Pershing. Yep. He is just very multi-talented. Uh, he's the drummer in Bees Trigger now, and he was, um, he was the, the head honcho of the Disappointments, and he was in, he is, is or was, they're not playing shows, so it's really not a band, uh, DUIs, yeah. um, he's in Tacoma Washington Weekday Club, he's in, he was in number nine hard that was him and chris from duis while they were in college they toured all over the country that so like i'm really pissed that i wasn't a lot or like around when that was happening because there's an age gap yeah. uh, that would have been really cool like just party punk just very rowdy yeah um so with all that We've both never done a 
uh, a doom metal band. And I've been getting into like Electric Wizard and Black Tongue and Meth Witch and stuff where there's a lot of doom influence. And so I've been getting dark, you know, just kind of try to. Yeah, no, I love all that shit. I really like uh, Electric Wizard. That's a great band. Yeah. We've only got uh, a few songs yet, but we actually practice at a farm in the attic of the farmhouse, and there's like a bunch of goats and chickens. So like we just, we get there, and then like it's just this slow army of like, "Eh." (laughs) like walking up. You know, you think you know what stupid is, and then you hang out with a bunch of chickens and goats. Turning <laughs> yeah. these like super metal chickens. Yeah, dude. There's some of them are like they look like they have corpse paint on, like like uh like they're from mayhem or something. Yeah. <laughs> and like the this one goat, <laughs> she uh Every time she sees me, she comes up and like jumps up and like like headbutts into me, and it's just like she thinks she's a dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but instead of like jumping on you with the the paws or the hooves, it's just <laughs> just headbutt. Damn, you guys have fans already. <laughs> yeah, that's our only fans. Dude. Nice. That's because we we haven't we've got the t-shirt design from. Uh, this guy from Indonesia who goes under the name Death Style. And there's a super, super wicked metal scene in Indonesia. Like, it's insane. Oh, cool. Uh, there's just so much, so many different kinds of extreme metal over there. Like, there's a lot of slam and grind. And um, a lot of drum machine stuff, too. But that's not all of it, of course. Um, but, yeah, I, I would love to go over there for a tour. That'd be really cool. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Play to goats and chickens in other countries. That would be that would be pretty tight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. dude. That's that's awesome, man. I that's a show I'll definitely want to see at some point, a Beast Trigger show. Yeah. Um, Soon. So, yeah, sure. Um and then uh I guess um you have your solo thing, Abraham Drinking. Uh, what are you doing? Um, I just did a acoustic show on um, New Year's Eve, and that was fun. That was the first acoustic show I'd done in like three or four years. I don't know, just a, a number of years. And it, I've done, I just did like miscellaneous songs from different bands I was in. So it wasn't, it was like a 15 minute set, but there hasn't been any real Gabraham drinking shows. It's more of a studio band. Um, Ron did drums on a couple of the releases and then Nixie did drums on a couple other ones. Um, It's always been a two piece, just, you know. Um, There was a, album we did on uh on april 20 of 2020 
um, when there, there was a memorial show for me and Ron's mutual friend that got canceled because Corona hit and it was like the first show that got canceled from quarters. Mm. And that was, so we were just like, fuck this. And we went to um, Oshkosh to a studio and just recorded an improv album. And then, uh, not improv actually, it was um, the rest of the, the lyrics and songs that I wrote for the Baby Shit albums that never came to fruition because that went in a totally different direction. So there's like 50 or so songs that are just like shitty grindcore songs that we did. I, I, di- I dabbled in Cybergrind for one of the, actually the, the last Gabraham Drinking release it's called 9/11 was an uh, was a gender reveal party. It was like a joke on the you know the California wildfires being started by some bratty parents who were like, "We bred, let's make things explode." Yeah. Oh, oops, sorry. Your whole country's on fire now. Yep. Yeah. Pretty. Much. Uh, that just like um, ten second cyber grind songs. <laughs> nice. Uh, oh, I was in Christ. It was a very short stint. There was one EP, Matt McCool and Davey Boom Boom. Davey Boom Boom is in. Fuck, what is his band's name? Oh, Victims, Victims of Symmetry. Yeah, I know him. Yeah. 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 I really want to jam with him again. He was a really cool dude. And then Matt McCool is also a really cool dude. He was in the Night Howls. And Nick Nutter, the drummer from Night Howls, dude, super fucking cool, dude. Fucking talented as all hell. But yeah, they, uh, anyway, Matt McCool, uh, he and I bonded over our love for like no effects of bad religion at the time and like, just, and also like avant garde sounding, just like experimental stuff that we ended up doing. Um, we he he was in he is is and was because they just got back together. <clears throat> Motivational flogging. Um, there's a, a song called Alabaster when Alabaster Puppy Blaster. That's like super fucking cool. It's like this minute and a half long, just like '80s punk song. It's like really cool though. Um, so that was that's really cool. Oh. Oh yeah, man. Uh, you got a lot of music to play. Um, it uh, sounds like it keeps you very busy. Yeah, keeps me from strangling my boss, and so does the injury. But yeah. <laughs> well, um, Gabe, as we're uh, as we're closing out here, um, I ask everyone the same two questions. Uh, Gabe, what keeps you up at night? Insomnia. Oh yeah, we kind of talked about that at the beginning. So, <laughs> um, that'll get you. That will get you. Um, what puts you to sleep? Simpsons. Um, Benadryl. Oh yeah. I um, growing up, like my mom. My mom's a cat lady, so we always had cats growing up. And like all my friends were allergic to cats, pretty much. Oh, so like whenever they would come over, 
<laughs> the Benadryl. You have to have the Benadryl, and it would just <laughs> knock them out. Like my friends would like be taking like, that. Draw dicks on their faces or whatever, too. Yeah, yeah. Like they'd be like start nodding <laughs> off on on the couch. I'm like, dude, we have like we have like shit to do. Like we're hanging out, and you're just like falling asleep. <laughs> The fucking Benadryl, man. But uh, in that Ben's house. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for being on the show, dude. This was fun. Hell yeah, dude. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. For everyone watching, I'm gonna tag all the projects. You know what to do. Uh, all right. Thanks for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. See you next time. Yeah, 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 yeah,